Hello, and welcome to Start By Listening, the podcast about sexual harm. We are centered on educating and empowering our Western Kentucky communities. Our goal is to transform the way we talk about sexual harm. Transformation begins by listening to understand. We talk so you can listen today and change the world tomorrow. Hey y'all and welcome back to another amazing edition of Start By Listening. It is your friendly therapist, Jennifer, and I'm here today to talk with you all about a subject that can be misunderstood, can be confusing, can be uncomfortable, and just really difficult. And the subject matter for today is shame. Yeah, just let that sink in. Just when I said the word shame, just notice in that moment, what did your body do? Did it get tense or tight? Did your elbows tend to scrunch in toward your trunk of your body? Did your shoulders kind of scooch up toward your ears? Did you maybe close your eyes and think, oh no, not that word. Or maybe you had a different reaction. Maybe your body kind of just settled into the, hmm, shame. Oh, that's an interesting topic. I think we uh, just might learn something today. Well, no matter your reaction to that word shame, please, please do yourself a favor. And just for the rest of this segment, just take everything that you believe And everything that you think about when it comes to shame, just kind of set that off to the side. Just set it off to the side. You don't have to throw it away. You don't have to hide it. You you don't have to do anything. It Just set it to the side. Because we're going to dive deep today. As you all know, here at New Beginnings, um, we work with survivors of sexual assault. And within sexual assault, um, there comes a lot of the emotion of shame. And a lot of times, you know, clients, when they first come in, they don't say, oh, I'm here to talk about my shame. (laughs) Um, That's not it at all. Um, But I really think that the heartbeat of working through trauma is working through the shame. It's making peace with ourselves. It's providing ourselves with compassion and love. And it's allowing ourselves to understand that the emotion of shame that we experience, it's a really natural thing that happens. And we can take the veil off of shame 
and bring it to the light and we can talk about it. Not only can we talk about it, but we also have this amazing ability to process this through our body. Um, you know, I know I've said in my last segment, I talked about how we work trauma is through our body. That's how we process it. Talking about what's happened to us really is not effective. In fact, that's what the research is showing. Talk therapy doesn't really help. Not when you are in the midst of processing that trauma. We have to bring it back to our bodies. We have to bring it back to our nervous systems so that we can heal that part of our bodies and our nervous system. So shame is a really, really, I'm going to use the word difficult, and I'm going to use the word destructive emotion. It can cause us to stop dead in our tracks. It can cause us to heap upon ourselves tons and tons of negative thoughts and beliefs. Shame can reduce us to tiny, tiny shreds of whom we were meant to be. And shame doesn't really have a purpose. It just kind of exists. And shame goes along the lines of when we hurt ourselves internally, when we blame ourselves for things that have happened to us, when we talk negatively about ourselves, when we use sarcasm and humor to make ourselves seem small and minor, when in reality we are beautiful, amazing human beings. So shame sounds something like this. And just sit with this for a second. And just think back if you've ever said anything like this to yourself. Oh my God, I am so stupid. I cannot believe that I messed up. I'm sure everybody thinks I'm just stupid. I'm sure my boss thinks I'm stupid. What if I lose my job because I made that mistake? Or maybe along the lines of, if I had not have been drunk at that party, then maybe I would not have been assaulted. It's all my fault. Like, I knew better. I should not have drank all of that beer. What was I thinking? God, that's so stupid. It's all my fault. I was assaulted because I chose to drink beer and I knew better. I just knew better and I should not have drank that beer. So those are two different scenarios, but they both really, I think, do an, an amazing example of showcasing what shame sounds like. Now, what does it feel like? Like, what does shame feel like? And if we take it back to our bodies and if we ask our bodies, what does shame feel like? Or 
what have I felt when I felt ashamed? Every person's body is different and every person's experience is different. And so while some might say, I feel this heaviness sitting on my chest and it's just devastating. Other people might liken shame to be a tingle or a pulse or pins and needles. And that's just because every person's body is different. But that internal feeling of shame can be linked with other things as well. And when I think about over the last 20 years of my career, when I think about times that I've worked with clients in all different walks of life and capacities and avenues, and I think about shame, and I, I, I think about that it really wasn't until the last five years I think I truly understood shame and really began to sit with it. You know, my favorite author, um, speaker, guru in the world, if you would, Brene Brown, you know, she has dedicated her life to researching shame and she has dedicated her life to understanding vulnerability. And when we talk about shame, specifically our own shame, that's perhaps linked to a traumatic event that we've experienced, we are really, really making ourselves vulnerable in that moment. We are opening ourselves up to endless possibilities. And it's so important, I believe, that we take that veil off of shame and that we begin to normalize it and we begin to talk about it and we begin to help others to feel it and to move it out of their bodies. When we experience shame, it damages our self-esteem. It damages the way we view ourselves. It can be very destructive and hurtful in how it manifests in our lives. Many survivors of sexual assault talk about not feeling good enough, talk about feeling worthless, talk about being broken, unlovable. All of those emotions come from shame. So it would seem that if we tackle shame, then we can begin to shed light on those other emotions and bring them out of darkness as well. You know, in this age of social media with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok, and I'm sure there's multiple other um, social medias that I'm not aware of out there. We see many, many people living amazing lives. And it's true, they are. You know, but what we don't see, what we're not privy to, 
are all of the emotions that are underneath. You know, it's kind of like that iceberg metaphor. You know, the top of the iceberg is what you see, but what's below the surface is substantially larger. And that's the way it is with shame. Um, those feelings of being unlovable, worthless, low self-esteem, I don't matter, I'm not good enough. You know, many people don't talk about that on social media. Many people don't share those very vulnerable and very intimate parts of ourselves. I would dare say that many of us struggle to even share those with someone that we love dearly and that we trust. Because talking about it is just so hard. And, you know, when we have those negative self-judgments and we see ourselves as not good enough or worthless or incapable of being loved, we tend to shut down, you know. Um, and when we shut down, we close off. And when we close off from the world, we isolate. And when we isolate, we keep our, our spark dim or hidden. And we deny our creativity and we deny the awesomeness that is us. It's our core existence. And so one of the ways to begin to work through shame is through working through our trauma and developing that amazing relationship with a trusted therapist who understands trauma and who works with trauma and who can really help you to maneuver those unchartered territories. I would say that a large percentage of individuals who've experienced trauma um, also experience PTSD and shame. And it can be so hard to reach out for help, especially if we're having those negative thoughts about who we are as a person. So the first step is always the most difficult. And that's what I tell clients when they come here to New Beginnings. Whether you're a kiddo or you're an adult, I'm going to tell you that I think you are a very brave and a very courageous person for the simple fact that you called on the phone or you walked through our front door. I mean, that is so brave. And you're walking into a place that you've never been to sit down and talk with a stranger and talk about all of the things that are going on and how you're feeling. And to me, that's a brave thing to do. That's the beginning steps of healing that shame. And that is the beginning steps of uncovering your spark and allowing your light to shine. So how do we begin to work through shame? Well, we talk about it and we process it with the body. 
And in my next segment, uh, next month in February, I'm going to talk about some different therapy modalities that really, really help people process trauma. And it's through the body. And we have to prepare ourselves to process the trauma in our bodies. And we have to be an active participant in our own healing of our trauma and our shame. And so being an active participant in healing ourselves means that we do things like pick up the phone and call, walk through the front door. We use compassion as a way to fight the darkness of shame. Compassion for ourselves, compassion for whom we were when our trauma happened to us, compassion for others who have also experienced trauma. And so it is through kindness and love and that compassion where we begin to remove that veil of shame. It's through beginning to love who we are. It's through beginning to appreciate the wonderful gifts and talents that we have to offer the world and to others. It's understanding the compassion you would show for your best friend or a coworker or even a stranger at Kroger is just as important as you showing that compassion toward yourself. You are as deserving of compassion as you would show someone else. Now, I know some of y'all might be saying, I don't even know where to begin with that. How on earth do I even begin to like myself, much less love myself, after everything that I've been to, and after all of the negative thoughts I've had about myself? And that's a good question, and that's every reason to feel uncomfortable with that. And so I think we begin with small steps. We begin with Maybe going out and buying an empowerment card deck that every day you take a card and you read it. And maybe those cards, while you don't believe it in that moment, maybe it's the beginning steps. Maybe it's saying to yourself, everything is working out for my highest good out of this situation. Only good will come. Maybe it's using journaling and writing just five things that you like about yourself today. Maybe one of the things you like about yourself today is that you have on your favorite t-shirt from a rock concert that you went to when you were 19 years old. Maybe something that you like about yourself today is that 
your hair looks amazing. Maybe something that you like about yourself today is that you drank a glass of water. Maybe something that you like or love about yourself is that you care about the planet and you recycle. Those are really, really small steps. Those are the beginning blocks of how we start to have compassion for ourselves and how we begin to grow that love for ourselves. For many people, Shame comes through when we're in a really vulnerable spot. So, for example, we've just been through a traumatic event. Our bodies and our nervous systems are responding in the best way they can to help us survive. And it's in a painful moment. And when we feel that shame... Sometimes it is so overwhelming that our bodies just shut down to survive. Trying to figure out and know what maybe triggers us from our past traumas might be helpful for some, and it might not be helpful for others. But working with a trusted person to try and understand triggers and then how to best cope with them when they happen can be extremely helpful and powerful. Notice how I said the word coping, and if you remember, I talked a lot about coping skills in my last uh, podcast. And um, I love coping skills. You know, I shared some of them with you all. And I, I definitely spend a a large amount of time with clients on developing coping skills. And I've also encountered individuals who feel so much unworthiness that they don't even feel that they're worthy of coping and learning coping skills. And so in those moments, what we do together is we just kind of sit with that and acknowledge that. And we just begin to understand where that is living inside of our bodies. And maybe we'll use our hands to place on that part of our body just to give some support and just to acknowledge in that moment. Knowing that you are on the path that you are meant to be at this time and you are exactly where you are supposed to be are some pretty powerful proponents of healing. I also want to leave with you that there is hope. There's always hope. And there are many people in our communities that are willing to extend help. And it's just as important 
when we seek help to become that active participant in our own healing. And that can look like different things for different people. It's developing strategies that help us to distract ourselves when we need to from those negative thoughts. To use our positive coping skills, our healthy coping skills, to help out when we are experiencing some of those negative, hurtful thoughts that we create stories about ourselves within our minds. It's understanding that healing is an, a journey to be experienced. It's not a destination. It's beginning to just slowly love yourself and know that you are worthy of all beautiful and loving things in this world. And so that's how we begin. We talk about shame. We feel it. We experience it. We begin to understand the mechanisms of how shame came to be. We acknowledge that the traumas from our family's generation overwhelmingly also affect us in our present day. And we work to breaking those cycles of trauma within our own families. And so today, I'm leaving you with a simple thought when it comes to working with shame and working through shame. And that simple thought is, I am willing to change. And with that, I want you to think about, I am willing to release old and negative beliefs. They are only thoughts that stand in my way. My new thoughts that I am developing are positive and compassionate and kind and loving. I am on my way. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today about shame. And I'm really excited that you're here. And I'm really excited that I get to be with you on this journey of learning. And the next podcast, like I said, is going to be on some different types of therapy that really work at addressing trauma and PTSD and help us to get to the heart of shame so that we can move it out of our bodies and so that we can move into the light and we can move into our most beautiful, authentic, and creative self. So until next time, have a beautiful day. Well, we made it to the end of our episode. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to thank VOCA for funding our podcast. VOCA stands for Victims of Crime Act. This project was supported by grant number 
VOCA 2020, Green River, 00026, awarded through the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet by the United States Department of Justice. The opinions, findings, conclusions, and recommendations expressed in this publication, program, exhibition are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet or the U.S. Department of Justice. We also want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Seth Hedges of Uriah Wild Media. He is the amazing individual who created the beautiful music for our podcast. We thank you so much, Seth. I'm going to encourage you to go check out his stuff. He's pretty talented and awesome. You can find him at www.uriahwild.com. That's www.uriahwild.com. And finally, we want to give a really special shout out to Rodney Newton for being our amazing technical advisor. He has spent several Saturdays and days throughout the week to help us get this podcast up and going. Rodney, you are our captain. And finally, we hope that you'll take something you heard today and change the world tomorrow. Join us next time on Start By Listening. And as always, please remember that New Beginnings is here for you to listen or help 24 hours a day. Just give us a call, 1-800-226-7273.